Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Today, a different host, Darren Long, back in the saddle again, and Jeremy Wiseman, who will be with me momentarily. It's busy, folks, and there's lots getting done at Guildhall, but we want to make sure that you get the news of the week, that you know and are up to date on everything that happens in the gold, silver, natural fancy color diamond markets. It is an exciting time, and this is for us a very, very passionate moment that is filled with happiness, a lot of joy, people pointing at all of the patience they've had over the last few years. There's lots to talk about. Uh, the number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth dot com that's where you can go to find out more information there you will find our world-class e-store which you can use to buy some gold and silver online or better yet give us a call have a consultation speak with our brokers get to know what options you have and throughout the show we will dangle a few of those in front of you so that you can get more familiar with registered accounts and why we love the physical assets of gold silver natural fancy colored diamonds well it's that time of the year again as summer is slowly coming to a close we tape on friday of this week and uh, the kids soon going back to school i know people have a lot of interpretation and they have a lot of uncertainty and anxiety about what this fall is going to bring but as it relates to markets it's a very interesting time Uh, because a lot is being swept under the rug there's a lot being told and a lot that's being hidden and we're only seeing a small part of that picture and i hope if you're a listener to this show that you recognize the importance of being certain that you've done your due diligence that you've looked around that you've taken the time to research why gold and silver can be very beneficial to you why physical gold and silver is the best way to own gold and silver and uh, when we're talking about it i'd be remiss if i didn't start by saying there are a lot of analysts right now that are talking about what the next quarter is going to hold usually we've seen traditionally that the fall time return back to work again this year being very different with covid 19 hanging over our heads is a time in which the stock markets definitely show some weakness in the early signs approaching to the last quarter point to that happening and we are in canada of course the rest of the world also dealing with many fallout uh, possibilities from the ending of government support here we have serb and we have the uh, mortgage deferral uh, ending and there's going to be a lot of uh, changes in real estate which has been an area over the summer i will say and we predicted it early on in the uh, in the in the spring when covid first put us all at home from working perspective uh, we did talk about on the show the fact that this pent-up demand would result in hot summer market for housing and in parts of ontario it has there's been a flush away from the uh Again, the core areas, the Toronto core, and it's putting pressure on all markets. And I think this is being experienced worldwide. It's a new phenomena, something that we're not completely 100% uh, comfortable with, I guess, in terms of understanding and analysis. But again, it begs the question, where are we heading? When Jeremy joins us in a minute, we're going to talk about that for a, a brief second. But I brought with me just a quick, well, it was a radio interview, so it was on YouTube. And uh, it was an interview done uh, from the perspective of an analysis that was offered on silver. And 
you know, sometimes it's good to have other people's opinions. Other times it's not. But in this case, this particular individual who is, uh, um, name is Patrick Kim. He is a uh, proprietary capital manager and chart trader that's well known in the industry. And he was inter- uh, interviewed by Palisade Radio on YouTube. And he came to talk about silver and gold, and he wanted to talk in particular about silver's potential to hit $70 an ounce over the next 12 months. And his discussion was very thorough. It was outlining a lot of the chart uh, connectivity. There was a lot of information that he shared, and he talked about the next possible targets and he said that he quite comfortably feels the next target major target for silver in the next 12 months will be $70 an ounce he talked about gold being the roadmap he talked about rates uh, interest rates versus gold and a lot of really good talking points but he really just hunkered down on the idea that silver is going to $70 over the next month he expects at the same time that gold will approach uh, well, silver is hitting 70, the $3,000 target somewhere around 2800 to $3,000 an ounce. And uh, lo and behold, as that occurs, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of market changes. And so to further this discussion, uh, at this point, we'll bring in Jeremy Wiseman. Jeremy, again, busy week for Guildhall on a side note, and it ex- explains a bit of the delay here and why the change in hosting duties this one week. But it's a fantastic time. We're having a lot of fun and enjoy enjoying ourselves. Um, this article, again, pushing the whole idea that uh, we're not out of the realm of new highs for silver. They're within reach, and it's an exciting time to feel that. But like you, I, uh, I share the opinion that silver and gold are going much higher over the next 12 months. Yeah, I think that we're seeing structural changes in the physical market, especially with regard to silver. Um, before we get into what's happening from our perspective and anecdotes of what we're experiencing, um, Darren, I'd be interested to hear what are, because you, you heard the, the interview with Patrick Kim, what are some of the things that anything that he was looking at specifically that give him a target of $70 silver? Well, two things that stood out to me in that particular um, discussion, without being too technical, were the angles of gold versus other currencies and gold being the roadmap or the leader. Mm-hmm. So in order to have what we had back in 2011 and 2008 and six and four, there are certain parts of a roadmap that have to be brought together in order to piece that puzzle into you know, its final stages before we can finish it. And he's saying that all of those parts are there in creating that roadmap for success in terms of higher pricing. In particular, he mentions that gold has made all-time new highs in all the major currencies, something we've discussed on this very show and is a very poignant thing to bring up because without that happening, like it did back in 2011 and 8 and 6 and 4, uh, you really don't have the starting point for a big rally in metals. And again, lots of reasons for it, but that's telling us we're there on the doorstep so gold rising in a in a multitude of currencies obviously because central banks are are globally printing money so the first thing that he's looking at is yes money printing is happening it's devaluing currencies gold is going to lead the way on that and then you start to look at other fundamentals on silver is that right 
That's correct. And so what he said was, in particular, it's important to note that the recent crossing of gold into its highest ever in U.S. dollars was the last piece of that puzzle or that part of the roadmap. And that ultimately that gives us the sign that going ahead, we're more than likely to see with some rest stops along the way a much, much higher gold price. But because silver has been so pulled down, so arguably undervalued during that whole period of time from 11 till now, there is much more in it for silver, he believes, in terms of the short term, the next 12 months. So he talked about those two things again. When we talked about it, we've discussed it too at length. And also he discussed other things, like, for example, the Dow versus gold and the Dow versus silver, which you are well-versed in. You've discussed uh, uh, many a times. And understanding those relationships just means you give historical context to what has happened and transpired. And for the people that are listening, essentially the Dow will reach a ratio between itself and gold that gives us some inkling as to whether or not it's good gold buying opportunity or a good gold selling opportunity. Opportunity. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. And on that point, Jeremy, yeah. you've talked about it lots. Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, why we look at gold-dow ratio, gold-silver ratio, I often talk to, to people about how many ounces of gold it would take to buy a house, for instance, is because when money is just being printed out, out of thin air, you start to not understand what the value of that money is, especially since it's backed by nothing, right? Uh, so how do you figure out what is of value, right? You have to contextualize it somehow. Mm. So you can say, well, how many ounces of gold would it take to buy such and such? And how many ounces has it taken in the past? And then you can gauge, okay, well, either housing prices are completely overvalued or gold is completely undervalued or perhaps it's a bit of both. Same thing with uh, with the the Dow or, or stocks, for instance. And I think that's something maybe we can talk about right now, Darren, uh, which is, um, is the stock market completely overvalued and can it continue higher? Can, we've been seeing higher and, you know, higher highs all the time, record breaking, you know, we've talked on the show at length about it being overvalued and being pushed up by the Fed or whatnot corporate buybacks, all of these type of things. But is it possible for it to continue from here? If I'm an investor, I know you're not going to give out advice, but if I'm an investor, do I still want to be in the stock market? Well, first of all, anything's possible. So we have to throw that out on the table. But is it within the realm of reason to assume it will be? And for us over the last, especially 10 years, the last decade, uh, we've seen a lot of things happen that I think the normal folk amongst our community would never ever have guessed would happen <clears throat> and ultimately that's something that you have to take into consideration now i believe that the stock market will not continue higher i believe the warning signs are already there you've seen a halt almost across the board in all world stock markets a halt in business buying so corporations have halted their buybacks uh, the free money so to speak or very low-hanging fruit in terms of the low interest rate money, that's not gonna end anytime soon. So expect it to be hanging around for the next year, maybe two. But ultimately that warning sign of corporate buybacks slowing down is a really good inkling as to what's happening going forward. And I think that it's safe to say that along with things like Warren Buffett buying gold and mentally there being a, a change in the way people are thinking about that stock market is the precursor to a setup of a fall. Yeah, it's gonna dump. Yeah, I was, I was seeing some stuff about 
all the CEOs that have, have um, stepped down and all of the internal stock that they're selling. Mm. So the insiders are selling whether or not they're preparing for um, you know, a, a deep recession for several years uh, or becoming liquid or they think it's going down. Those are signs to look at, especially since really it just looks like the, the buyer of last resort, the Fed, continues to buy. Darren, in the next segment, we want to talk about uh, silver being undervalued. Let's talk about some of the supply-demand fundamentals. But also, what we're gonna, I'd like to talk about what would happen to the gold market if we got a vaccine for the coronavirus. Okay, an interesting topic to say the least. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll be back with much, much more on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You're tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. We want to let you know before we get into this segment, you can add gold and silver to your TFSA, RRSPs, existing uh, registered accounts, Liras, RIFs, LIFs, any type of registered account, and it's physical. All of our product is holding your hands, tangible product that can be stored and accessed by you, and it is in your name, allocated to you and you only. It belongs to nobody else. That is what we offer here when we talk about physical gold, silver, and of course, later in the show, natural fancy colored diamonds. Jeremy, before we went to break, you mentioned that there could be a vaccine and what might happen to the price of gold if that vaccine were to come to market? Yeah. Shed a little light on this. Tell us. Well, I'd like to hear what you think first. Well, if it's I, okay. I believe that there is going to be a vaccine. Yeah. I believe in the next 12 months, we're going to obviously need to have that kind of solution. Right. But I think it's going to leave people confused as to whether or not it's accurate or whether or not it's been rushed or whether or not it's going to work. Sure. A lot of things that are unknown. But... Like many things that are coming across the board right now, I believe that it will give a false sense of hope. I completely, false sense of security. I completely agree. I think, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it because I, I was thinking, well, what would the headlines look like on the gold market? Because if you went to Bloomberg today and look at, you know, look up gold, you're going to get negative negative feedback on the gold market. They, they, don't, for, they don't like gold. Never have liked gold. Never will. Uh, mainstream media, you know, they they will reluctantly talk about it. Well, what would happen if they if a vaccine came along and the fear, the safe haven fear of owning gold was no longer a reason to own it, right? Those would be the headlines. It would all be, we have a, a vaccine, the gold market tanks. No one needs gold anymore because uh, the vaccine's been found. However, the money has already been printed. The debt is already being counted. Right. The question becomes, are you going to get out of, out of the economic slump, right? Economic slumps don't just reappear out of nowhere. You have to think about the damage economically that this has caused and how long it's going to take to repair. And now I don't think it's just going to repair itself in a couple of years. I don't think it's that easy. I think we're into something deep here that's going to be lasting for quite some time. So... I think it might cause a blip. That's what I think it would do. I think it would cause a blip. I think it would it would give people a short-term buying opportunity in the market. And then ultimately the fundamentals of devaluing your currencies and creating inflation is really what's driving the price of gold. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website. Set up a consultation. 
what's a half hour of your time to find out if gold and silver is right for you? We'd be happy to help out. And it is physical. As we mentioned before, all of our assets are physical and they can be held by you in a registered account. You can take it home where you can store it with Guildhall Wealth. Uh, Jeremy, I have a question for you that kind of by extension leads us down that same path, but again, could take us to other places. Do you think this time around that gold and silver are going to stay higher in price as opposed to what we saw in 2011 where big highs followed by very extreme lows? Profit-taking, right? Yes. I, I, I do think we're going to be seeing sustained higher prices in, in the metals market. I was listening to an interview with David Morgan, who is really the silver guru in this market. He's been here since very, very beginning. And this kind of goes along, Darren, with what we mentioned in the first segment about structural changes in this market. Um, in March, the, the physical market broke. The paper market no longer had complete control over the market. And this idea that trying to get the physical, mar physical product has been chronic. It's been a chronic problem. It's not like 2008 where it was a blip. It's now a chronic problem of, yes, you could fulfill a bunch of small orders, but have one large client come along, and now you're, now you're going to have a tough time fulfilling that. And there are lots of large entities looking to acquire the product at this point for all of the reasons we've discussed on the show for, for, several, for several years. So what does that do? That, that has no choice but to sustain itself at much higher prices. Now, I have to pat ourselves on the back, Darren. We have said for years, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And that move, that change in mentality towards physical ownership of the product and no longer saying, oh, a paper product will suffice, but actual direct ownership, that change in mentality is what is causing this change. And um, I don't know if you caught the, the David Morgan interview, but he was he was talking about something kind of interesting from the industrial standpoint. We know right now the, the stress on the physical market is really at the retail level. Uh, but what would happen if that stress came into the industrial side of things? Like what would happen, Darren, if Tiffany's or Apple or Tesla or any number of uh, uh, motor companies can't get silver for their for their vehicles or you know Samsung can't get silver for its its washing machines what happens then well you have a boom uh, and, and we've always said it's one of the reasons why we like silver so much with gold because the argument can be made and and that approves it that the price of silver from time to time can be inelastic and it won't matter what the market's doing it can be a complete meltdown it could be a complete you know, heyday in terms of global growth, it won't matter. At the end of the day, that industrial, that mentality change into industrial demand, which didn't exist in the 70s with silver, is going to change the way we migrate through this next new generation of, of silver users, right? So, Darren, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, what would you say to someone who has done very well in the market up till now over the last several years and they're looking at you know closing in on a hundred percent gain in their in their purchases and their acquisitions and they're thinking about 
selling everything if it gets to if they if they reach a hundred percent gain. What would you say to someone who was thinking about is that, that? Is that one hundred percent gain in their metals position? Yes. Or in, okay. Well, you and I uh, certainly have similar uh, ideas on what people should do. Uh, I think people shouldn't be greedy. Um, my personal belief is that uh, you have to decide for yourself as a self-directed investor when enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You do have to make sure that you have some type of plan in place, and maybe that's just to protect the principal. Maybe you put in twenty or thirty or fifty thousand, and that's what you should protect. The rest is to reinvest or keep going, or, or um, you know, be be frugal with that principal and put it back in your pocket. Maybe it's take it all off the table, but. When you're at the new start of something, Jeremy, it's very hard for people to say, I've put up with it this long. Why shouldn't I wait a bit longer? And my mentality is that this market has, and the data proves it, given us plenty of opportunities to take profits off the table. And I think that it's one of the criticisms of people that look in at gold holders and gold buyers. They criticize those people as people who never, ever sell. They criticize them as holding forever. It's a non-selling asset. And I think the argument can be made that it is, in fact, something you should have a bit of in your portfolio forever, no matter what the conditions are. But I think you have to approach that with some respect and understand that, as we've always said in the office, and this is something that came from Paul, that you know bulls make money, but pigs get slaughtered. And that, unfortunately, goes without saying in the metals markets because people can get overly greedy about where they're at. So if you've made money and you're happy with it, you should discuss taking some off the table for sure. I I agree. I think that um, I often um, talk to people every day and I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say, we know that there will come a point where you are going to sell a large portion of your position. However, we do maintain at Guildhall that People should always have 10, 15% of their, of their portfolio in precious metals. Are people putting more than that into their market these days? Yes. Are they doing it because the fundamentals look great? Because there's a fear uh, that the stock market's too high? Uh, because that interest rates are too low and that inflation's going to run hot? Yes, there's, there's very good reasons to be overweighted in precious metals today. But there would come a point where you'll say, no, I'm going to bring it back down to 15 or 10%. Our hope would be that you always maintain a, a portion of precious metals in your portfolio. So that's prudent. If, if someone said, you know, I'm looking to sell at 100%, I love your idea, Darren, of saying, well, you've made great, you've made great returns. Maybe you take all of the profit off. Maybe you sell enough to take your principal back, um, at, or maybe you consider the percentage, right? So right. I think those are definitely things to consider, and as well, maybe going back to what we talked about earlier is considering those ratios. Where are we in the cycle, right? So it's not just, oh, I gained 100%. It's, well, where are, yes, you've gained 100, but where are we in the cycle? Are are we in the second inning here? Do we have a lot more to go? So that can also inform the decision. Well, that decision can be made with a little bit of consultation with you and the loved ones in your life, but we can help you get to that point by calling one eight seven seven eight silver or using the website guildhallwealth.com. That's where you can find us, and we'd be happy to talk directly with you. We don't want to put you on hold in this environment. I know lots of people are complaining about it, but when you call Guildhall, we want you to speak directly to a broker, somebody that can give you the answers you're looking for. 
And remember that when you're dealing with gold and silver, it can be placed into your RSPs, your TFSAs, whether they're new or existing. We can migrate some funds over from uh, some of the other accounts that you have that are out there that have already made money or that may not be doing what you had hoped. And those things can all be achieved by simply giving us a call at that number, one eight seven seven eight silver Jeremy kind of the theme of mentality change we're contextualizing some of the things that we're discussing on a week-to-week basis in understanding value as it relates to uh, seeing gold out in the open market silver out in the open market because sometimes price doesn't do it justice there is also another side of this which is colored diamonds I have a little bit of updated news, in particular, uh, something that's happening with Argyle that I want to get into in the next segment, and we'll talk about that and the reasons why I think taking a little bit of money off the table might help you to understand diversification could also take the form of a colored diamond. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, the number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll help you get there if you want to own gold and silver. And you are tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. And before we left to go to the break, we were going to talk a little bit about colored diamonds. But before we do, Jeremy, I want to do two things. One, the number to call if you are interested in owning gold, silver, or natural fancy colored diamonds. The information is free. Our time for you, we're happy to give it to you. The number one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. We're going to talk a little bit for a few minutes about platinum. And and platinum's a lesser known metal. People don't really talk about it too much. We've dealt with it over the years, um, you know, a number of times we've had run-ins with pricing changes and we know a little bit about the market and also palladium falls under that category too. But platinum in particular is an interesting story because its predominant uses are really just twofold. One, it's used in catalytic converters for diesel vehicles and two, as jewelry. Those are the two big primary uses for platinum. There are a handful of others, but ultimately this is a good time for platinum right now, and we're kind of looking at the prices over the last little while and saying to ourselves, geez, it's undervalued too. It's almost like silver. There's a story to be told there. And so we wanted to shed a little bit of light on that for a moment, and you have some news and some, obviously some good information about product availability. Yeah, when we started, sorry, I should say when I started working here, I remember platinum was twice the price of gold. That's correct. And it was, it was yeah, uh, you know, uh, in the music industry, right? Your record goes gold, and then it goes platinum. That's right. You were, it was very, it's very clear. Um, uh, maybe at the Olympics they'll have to, they'll have to have, given that it's all about all inclusiveness these days. Maybe they'll do platinum, gold, silver, bronze. That's right. There'll be four places, um, except for uh, they'll all be bronze. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I digress. Yes. What I love about platinum right now is. It's basically half the price of gold. And so it's got an incredible potential. And I was actually putting an order together yesterday and I was realizing that you could buy an ounce of platinum for less than you could a kilo bar of silver. So this is a perfect time if you have some gold and silver in your portfolio to consider a few ounces of platinum at the same time because it really is undervalued. It's moved up a little bit 
but it's just showing that it's got a lot more room to go. So we love Platinum. Uh, we currently have Platinum in our inventory. It's uh, from Valcambi, which is a great brand and uh, something to consider for sure. Something outside of the, the usual range of gold and silver. And something else that you could consider is a natural fancy colored diamond. That's correct. And to find that platinum before we get into colored diamonds, you can go over to the e-store. There is some product listed on there, and you can take a look at it and see what it uh, looks like. And you're right, Jeremy. We were talking about profit-taking a minute ago, and, of course, we digress, as we usually do on the show, because we're happy talking about these topics. But when it comes to profit-taking, another option exists. There is the option of further diversifying your portfolio and saying, look, I'm happy to have made... X amount of percent. In some cases now we have clients, you know, have surpassed a hundred plus percent return. They may want to take a bit of that money off the table and they may want to entertain the idea of owning a colored diamond. Now we've talked a lot about colored diamond gains over the last few years, in particular pinks more recently, but there is yet some more news on the rare Argyle pinks that we have in stock. And it comes uh, via a number of outlets. I saw it at the Daily Mail in London. It was big news in the UK. Uh, this particular one I brought with us is 7news.com AU, which is Australian 7 News, which is a big outlet there. And they basically, like many other outlets that were reporting on this, were discussing a rare kind of middle-of-the-year auction that uh, Argyle is having through um, Lloyd's of London. And hmm. it's an interesting thing because you don't see, A, uh, too many auctions outside of Christie's or Sotheby's. This one's going through Lloyd's of London. And uh, it does, in fact, mean that they have an opinion on why they're doing this. And they're bringing these uh, to, to the market, in particular, a necklace and a single loose stone just under a carrot, the specifics of which have not been released to the public yet. And they are saying from several sources that these are expected to reach all-time highs. And the purpose, I believe, of doing this is to sample the demand change, is to say here are a couple of nice pieces coming direct from Argyle to get a feel for what this September, October's big tender auction will produce. They're saying the single stone, which is under a carrot, uh, and is very high in clarity and quality, again, specifics not released to the public yet, is expected to fetch in a per carat range just under a million, which would mark it at its highest ever which would be an all-time high record high, uh, said the head of fine art and antiquities for Lloyd's of London, Amanda Benson. She said there's expected to be fierce bidding. We expect that this argyle pink diamond necklet and loose argyle pink diamond that is just under one carat will each sell for the high six-figure range due to the closure of the argyle mine in the interest we've had in the necklet and the diamond so far from both Australian and international investors. We expect there to be some fierce bidding, some auction on come auction day in a couple of days' time, and the bid to win will have to be uniquely high and most likely a record for diamonds from the Argyle mine. So very interesting. So, and a necklet must be like the brooch without it's the, the brooch. chain. It's the brooch, yeah. So it's just the so brooch. So it's, like it's like a loose necklace. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's the necklet, and basically it's a one single stone with a halo flank, a double halo flank, and it's got the uh, the, the clasp mechanism to hold on the chain. It's a gorgeous piece, absolutely gorgeous. You know, but, one, one thing that I can say recently is we are just not seeing the quality of diamonds coming to market that we did several years ago. Not even a year you ago. You know, it, it was um, 
you know, five years ago, even like even five years ago, you'd be it'd be pretty easy to go out there and get a quarter carat VVS one intense pink. Like you could find them all, not all day, but you could find them. You know, you could, you'd come across four or five in a year, right? And we'd be picking up product on a regular basis. And these days, you just don't see the product. You just don't. Um, and uh, definitely the market, such as the case with this auction, the market is moving higher and higher. It's about getting the bigger stones. And uh, one thing we've always maintained at Guildhall is it's all about the color and it's all about the clarity. So when it comes to pink diamonds, there may be some people who say, SI is totally fine. It's totally fine to buy an SI diamond. Well, yeah, if it's one carat red, it's okay. Uh, if it's a vivid pink and it's one and a half carat, it's okay. But if you're looking at less than half a carat, which is still gonna run you maybe close to 100 grand, um, you want the best clarity you possibly can matched with that color. So it's always, you always have to take all of the C's in, into account. But uh, very rare, uh, one hell of a luxury item to have. They've had an incredible track record over the last 30, 40 years, specifically over the last 15 years. And it's definitely a market someone should be considering if they're looking at other options after the gold and silver market and taking some profit. Well, we certainly want to bring these to our clients, Jeremy. We want to give them the opportunities that we have been afforded and share with them the success that has been brought our way. So having a colored diamond makes sense, and you can put that into your portfolio of gold and silver right alongside them. Again, I'll make it clear, you cannot put colored diamonds this time in your registered accounts, but taking that profit off the table, if you've held it long enough, may be the best way for you to continue to diversify your portfolio and look at those gains double digits in many cases with the pink diamonds lots more to talk about on the real money show with guildhall wealth management please stay tuned the number to call 1-877-78-SILVER or guildhallwealth.com we'd be happy to send you out some free information anytime you want it the real money show with guildhall wealth management we'll be right back on global news radio 640 toronto well, the show's moved along really fast today. We're in the last segment. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com, a fine website where you can go and view the colored diamonds we were just talking about, get further information, or start your journey in gold and silver. We hope that you do, and we'll always be there to support you every step of the way. Now, Jeremy, throughout the show, we've been talking about mentality change, but we haven't really isolated Canada per se. We've talked about the world and internationally. We've talked about the U.S. And now with Canada... We've had a change recently uh, away from what has been arguably a very tumultuous period of time. Uh, I remember, in fact, uh, just a little while ago, the talk of balancing the books was on the table right. prior to the end of last year, and now it's crazy. Well, you know, talking about that, Darren, what I find really interesting about this, and I think people should take this into, into consideration, is the deficit spending that was occurring before a crisis where now you have no choice but to deficit spend so you're just piling on the deficit spending which is which is phenomenal to think about the lack of discipline that these central bankers have it's just let's keep printing money and when good when times are good and when they're not good we'll just print more and we'll say we can't talk about the money that we printed before because we have this crisis to deal with as if all of it could be just swept under the rug well that's what's about to happen we've now departed 
and become untethered from our somewhat pedantic pinstripe gray hued Mr. Bill Morneau. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and our prime minister is basically going to go nuts. And as it relates to Canada, he's now put in place of Bill Morneau, Christian Freeland. Now, I don't know very much about this particular individual, but I read this week uh, from Capital Economics, in fact, and you can go to their website. They do a lot of great reporting on, on Canadian uh, topics, uh, a, a couple of quotes. And so say capital economics here, we have entered what they call Freakonomic Zone, and this is like where things get really out of hand, and they say the following about our new finance minister. New finance minister Christian Freeland has already shown her colors by ramping up physical fiscal spending after just one day on the job, and her previous calls for a new new deal to address inequality suggest she may soon push for even greater spending. The opinion polls imply most Canadians would support this more activist approach, and despite record debt issuance already this year, the government can still essentially borrow for free in real terms. All this means... The stage is set for sustained deficit spending in the years ahead, which could cause GDP growth to be higher than we currently assume. And they're saying in this article further on that it could get to one to one. So for every dollar we bring in, we have a dollar right out the door. There is no gain anymore. So we're not no longer going to grow. We're only going to contract. Yeah, well, there's no such thing as a free lunch, is there? And anytime the government wants to give away money, it's going to cost someone else something. And that's where we're headed. We're headed, you know, nothing is free. So when the government is printing, it's going to cost you money. I don't know why that's difficult for people to understand. Mm -hmm. The government doesn't produce anything. They don't have any income except your taxes. And when, when businesses are shutting down and there's less taxes coming in the door and they just print the money, it's going to come from somewhere down the road. And the easiest place for them to get it is inflation. That's why the Fed this week is saying, well, we're going to run a little bit over 2%. But we don't think it'll be overblown in that it's higher. It's like basically saying, you know you're going to blow over drunk. But not too much over. But it doesn't matter. You blew over. You're drunk. So uh, it doesn't matter how contained it is after that point. I've contained it. I haven't, I haven't fallen over yet. I can still blow into this meter. That's where they're at with printing money. Well, so says Capital Economics at the tail end of this. Is this sustainable? Question mark. And what they say is, if interest rates stay where they are, people get back to work, the economy reopens fully, businesses again profit, and the GDP swells, then we're swell and okay. Ah, so so if we click our heels three times, yes, and wake up out of the nightmare, yes, and just assume that we can go back to January first, twenty twenty, then everything will be perfectly fine. Yeah, and the low and the low cost of money right now in terms of mortgages, in terms of borrowing, this throws an unworldly amount of pressure on reality of the situation because nobody, when they look at this free money, lower money, and then see it being spent on buybacks and more mortgages and more housing and higher prices is getting the real picture. They're getting a, a, an illusion of sorts, right? And so that's the perfect context under which you would want to ramp up your ownership of an asset like gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. So we say to heck with that traditional thinking, throw it out the window. You do your own diligence for yourself, but look at what gold is telling us. In the non-existent years of 2011, let's say to 2019-ish, gold was still averaging 10% per year. 
what was your portfolio doing? What were the investments in your portfolio doing? For all the people out there who say gold is dead, it's a relic, it doesn't pay dividends, all those things, you know, that's that's coming from people who don't understand how to hold it and buy it and sell it like Guildhall do for you. I I love the the mentality when someone perfectly understands that the cost to store the metal, which is basically 1%, and the cost to acquire it is nothing more than the cost of insurance. Now, in this case, you know, usually with insurance, you don't want to have to lay a claim. You don't of want course. to get into a car accident. You don't want the house to burn down. But in this case, you can actually make money on it, uh, on the insurance policy. And that's what we're seeing day in, day out, is that this in insurance policy is paying off huge to get over the cost of doing business is not that big a deal, right? What's worse is to not do anything. What's worse is to just sit there in cash, sit there and, and pay debts, sit there and paying debt is a good thing, but you know what I mean, borrowing money, or sit there in a stock market that could continue higher. It could. What's the, what's the chance it could double versus what's the chance silver could double? These are the things to consider, but it's important to have an insurance for your wealth, and that's what gold and silver does. Well, we spent this week talking about silver's possible $70 high in the next 12 months, gold coming along for the ride up to 3000 and pink diamonds, colored diamonds in general going much higher. We've got platinum available for those interested, and we are always open for you to call, to get in touch with, to be in contact with, to help you every step of the way. That's what we offer at Guildhall. We want to thank you for tuning into this week's Real Money Show with Guild. Hall Wealth Management. On behalf of Jeremy Wiseman and myself, we want to say thank you and we appreciate you listening. Please stay tuned. The number to call 1-877-8-SILVER or guildhallwealth.com, the website. You've been tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto.